Yo, it's a stupidly small podcast. It's Wednesday, the 24th of May, 2017. What happened to Tuesday, Lauren Clark? Apologies, everybody. I did uh, think that Tuesday might turn out to be a little bit difficult. Um, and Well, that is a one massive small injustice for those listeners out there who have been waiting for small injustice. <laughs> true. Yes. Hey, we had a small injustice somebody sent in. Or was it a tingy? It was a tingy. Save had it next a, week. Had oh. a tingy. Well, look, you know what's coming? We're coming out of our uh, dormancy, and the, the listeners yeah. are now starting to re-engage uh, with the segment without, without yes. prompting, which is great. And so uh, I think as we uh, defrost, yes. as to will the segments and the, and the two-parter uh, podcast. But we, we should say we need to be um, slowly catch the monkey, slowly, slowly catch the monkey with um, getting back to our full five days a week because mm. it's pretty hard to do a podcast five days a week at the best of times, but there are so many things going on at the moment that it's a little bit uh, taking a little bit of time. Much like to- Vietnam. What about Vietnam? Well, that's going to destroy the f- any chance of doing a podcast for right. mornings a week. That's kind of what I mean. So we'll it's going to be like another. Edge, will we? You think we will, but you <laughs> say things and we'll then. We'll talk you... about it Friday. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Number one rule talk about it Friday. Um, Stu Farrell, I did want to mention to you that I found myself. Uh, you remember one time when I went on old media? Um, uh, I went on a, a radio station, uh, yeah. the a national broadcaster, yeah. and you, you know what said, you have to talk about? Hey, hey, hey. Recycling? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Well, I go, well, when I go shopping, I take a cardboard box because plastic bags are just not what's okay. happening in Edinburgh. All right. Okie doke. So what mm-hmm. I did was I went on, this is 4,000 years ago, I went on ABC Radio and I was, and you dared me to say, a phrase. Do you remember? Uh, what, what was I it? I don't again? remember what it was, but it was like uh, some, some, I'm, like it was an innocuous phrase. But yeah, you said, yeah. you've got to use that phrase somewhere it in your... It was like your, a code for those like a who little knew. code yeah. for those who knew. So I, I it was told like myself... shit me dead or something like that. Pardon? Didn't, wasn't it something like that? No. Shit a brick, was, I think it was. No, it was oh. neither of those things. And would you stop swearing on the G-rated podcast? Brick's Honestly, we are going to have to have a meeting about this. This is getting out of hand. I'm trying, Apologies I'll, to anybody well, in the car with well, children. Well, now that we're, we're only doing, at the moment, like three a week or whatever, it's, it's sort of become a bit more of a late night thing, hasn't it? Really? Like, like Bill really? Maher's show. Really? I want to be like Bill Maher. I know you do. He swears on his show. I know. And Shit. he's charming. Everybody really likes him. Um. Um, <laughs> hang on. I put the word out last week and I asked the listeners we to go. get back to me with some Bill Maher feedback. Now, there was one person. No doubt an ABC listener that oh, took offence to God. Bill Maher. But the rest, it was, it was a pro-Bill Maher I way. tell you what, you and ask, I, if we did a little survey, mm-hmm. and I think this is actually quite a good way to do things sometimes anyway, if we did a little survey, of just played like him on television or just talking about something, yeah. and did a little survey of women, mm-hmm. I reckon... And you asked ninety percent of them, does he? Uh, would you trust this guy at a <laughs> at a after party, right. at an after party, or at a at a um, in your workplace? Mm-hmm. Would you be a little bit wary of this person or not? I reckon that you get a massive response of no. I wow. just, I just, I'm not saying that all women feel like that. There are going to be lots of women writing to me now saying, "I love Bill Maher." What are you talking I, about? I just don't understand how you bring women into it. The guy him, just talks uh, politics because I feel like. 
No, he is. He, the way that he is kind Bill of O'Reilly. conceited. Are you getting your wires and, no, I'm not, man. I'm not. I know man. who he is. I know who he is, and I know he's clever, and I know he's, he's funny, funny, and I know all that he stuff. Funny doesn't matter. There is some, that guy. Is the way that he maybe a bit too edgy for you? Is that what okay, you're all right. Anyway, the way he what? You now you're now you're uh, hot guy shaming him. What's that mean? I don't know, but you you <laughs> you think he's a hot guy, Stu? This is your, your I actually love don't. I think it. he looks like he's had a bit of plastic surgery, but um, and I, look, I don't find men attractive that have had plastic surgery. Hang on, do you think that I think he's attractive, and that's why no, I'm saying women no. wouldn't trust but you, him? You seem to have some sort of set against him and I and I don't know why because I, all he talks is, about is politics there is something about that guy that I he do. likes smoking pot no it's not that no, but he does yeah I know but I'm and just you do why I've never smoked huh? pot in my life <laughs> yeah take it easy yeah who claims uh, uh, what's <laughs> that guy's name Paul Ryan take it easy Paul Ryan now I never inhale. Yeah, exactly. Who um, said that? Bill Clinton? Clinton, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. Um, he was, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty classic, that one. I, I didn't never inhale. inhale. Um, what, no, so what I was saying was when I went on the ABC and I did that thing and it was like a little secret message to you. The other day, so I've been writing another thing for TV, right? Right. Yeah. Working on it in the, and, and it's like a, an animated thing. Well, it's partly animated. Are you anyway, drawing it? No, God, no. Well, you do the, uh, your famous lunchbox note series of uh, animation? Stu, are you being rude? <laughs> <laughs> I write some scribbles in about five seconds uh, at night to put in my kids' lunch the next day, which are designed to be hilarious, not like, I love you, oh, but they're you supposed are perfect. To be funny. Oh. Yeah, thanks. There you go, babe. That very nice. You've done a lot of really good bolstering work today to just make me feel really uh, loved and safe in this. I big, just said wide you're a world. fantastic uh, illustrator. No, you I didn't. hadn't realised I was supposed to be. Uh, well, they're humans. either funny or they're like an in joke with her. Yeah, that's or what I like, thought. Yeah, that's what yeah, I thought. Yeah, I was yeah, supposed yeah, to be more right. like I'm about to eat my um, kale sandwich, and mm. uh, and here's a note from Mum apologising number one for the kale sandwich, but secondly, doing a nice little in joke that really warms my cockles. Yeah. Okay. So, thanks, Stu. That's, um, isn't that good? Yeah, it's good. So, anyway. Homemade bread with a kale sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, <dude>. Stuart, <laughs> by the way, imagine if you had somebody you were packing sandwiches for. There'd be no way. I, could, I can start the mockery off with, like, just a, it was a slow roast <laughs> pork. <laughs> I'm drooling. I might get electrocuted from this microphone if you keep talking like that. These things aren't uh, waterproof, you know. Anyway, I'm writing this thing, right? And I'm doing, when you write something like this, you do um, a bunch of like uh, drafts, obviously. You do, things go through a few processes back and forth for people. Anyway, and I wrote. And, and I wrote something that said um, that there was a character. There was a character who was... Did you say slow roasted pork again? <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a character mm. who was... who, And I've I, I got to be careful with... Oh, it's cool. I'm just making sure that I'm allowed to talk about this, but I am. Um, there was a character who was in it who mm-hmm. was... Um, I just found myself writing you into this screen. <laughs> oh, here we go. 
And so, and I, but I realised, well well, that's right, and I realised after I did it and I was like so proud of myself and I was loving it and I realised later that there is, that is like a one percenter, you know, 1% of the universe would ever get that and it's probably just you. But Mm -hmm. it was, so the character was a ferret called (laughs) Farrell the Ferret. Okay. Well, it wasn't a and, pig, I suppose. So, I mean, and, um, it would have been worse. And Farrell the Ferret was like this <laughs> arrogant, oh, <laughs> like French, so it like, wasn't actually you, like a French character. I know. Who was That's like, just called Farrell. Farrell the, Farrell the Ferret, who, um, and his habit, <laughs> and his hobby was, he sort of needed a hobby because like all the animals were doing all these crazy things. And so he, yeah. <laughs> he was on a recumbent <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and I was just absolutely high-fiving myself. Like I just thought, oh, my God, I'm – this is so good. Like there was Farrell so – I gave him a few lines that were just like classic Farrell lines. And then I realised, like, this is just so silly. It's got nothing to do with the show. It's got <laughs> nothing to do with anyone. And I have to take it out. Like it's got to oh, – it's got to The go. whole character. Well, actually, I'm not sure if the character's got to go. I'm going to see if the if I can sneak Farrell the Ferret through the next round <laughs> as a name. But I think I think like most we'll see we'll see how it goes. If it if it stays, mm-hmm. I am going to make Don't sure you... that everybody who's a stupidly small listener is informed about when that is an actual episode in the world, and we're all going to be very proud of ourselves. What channel is this show on, please? <laughs> what channel? Yeah. It'll be on seven eventually. All right. Now, um, uh, do I get to royalties? Or? <laughs> for existing? <laughs> well, for, for, you know, being an inspiration. It's amazing, isn't it? Like, I've read so many, like, pieces about how people, you know, when, when you're written about, you feel mm-hmm. – a lot of people feel really – like they should, like they should get a share. Like I was thinking about it the other day. I've been I've been watching, um, as I said to you, my absolute favourite show um, at the moment, um, Master of None. Wait, waiting for you to do that noise, yeah. yeah. And Master of None, including like I thought my series one of Master of None was quite good. Series of two, series of two of Master series two of Master of None is just like. Out of the, Next out of this level. World. No, it's just gorgeous, right? And. Um, but in it, but, but yes, I heard, I also listened to what's his name, the sports guy, Bill Bill. Anyway, uh-huh. I can't remember his name. No, <laughs> talking about it with Aziz Ansari, and they were talking about the process and the process of writing things like that, and things like you know those Linklater films before Sunrise and all that stuff. Is that they talk? So they go well in order to make the talk sound natural. What we're mm. going to do is the actors get together in a room and they kind of riff. Mm-hmm. And talk, and like based on that, we write dialogue. Mm-hmm. But the actors, so I, I was just thinking about it, and I love Master of None, and I love Zinkazis and Sari is much smarter than I gave him credit for originally. I just think the, there's so much stuff. Yes, there's so much stuff uh, going on, like in within that show, once you think about it. But anyway, and he, and but I did think that I felt a little bit robbed on behalf of the woman who plays uh, the love interest for just the fact that she and Ansari got together and sort of acted and spoke and like ad-libbed and then he gets the writing credit. Do you know what I mean? Like that feels a bit weird to me. I feel like she should get a share. 
Right. And a lot of people who get actually written about think that they should get... I remember once uh, when I did <coughs> theatre, Stu Oh, yes. Thank you. Um, Were you just the director of the show up. or did you run the whole company? You know what? Shut up. Oh, I, I achieved something that once. Name and name one I'm, of your plays? And I am very proud of the fact that I achieved some things and I'm not going to shy away from them. But anyway, no, this is pre this – was, this was university and I wrote this thing and university. it was a show about – Nothing. Uh, does it matter what it's about? Yeah, um, people watching. No, no, it was before that. Mm. Uh, it was – anyway – it was the, called the dinner party. It was a show about a dinner party, and there was a guy. <laughs> there was a guy in it oh, who, who played the love interest uh-huh. of the main girl, right? Right. Or the girl hosting it, anyway. And he was the mm. only guy at the dinner party, right? Right. Anyway, and <clears throat> he. So I, my ex boyfriend at the time, <gasps> t- turned up, came to the show, and was like. Hi and stuff and whatever it was fine. Well, I'm Why'd you we break mates, up with me? Right. Then mm-hmm. I get like a, an email from him uh, a couple of nights later, or maybe it was from later that night or something. And he clearly had a few shandies, but the whole thing was a defence of the boyfriend character. And so people and was he the boyfriend? No character? way, not even close. Like I'd started writing it, but like no, not even close. Like it was nothing to do with that. Hmm. But maybe you know, like if you if you're him, maybe it kind of was. And you know, I'm me, and so I've got all the what makes up me in my brain. And maybe it's subliminally is you know what I mean? Like, but it was the most. It was like a line by line takedown. I was like, and then this, and I didn't think it was fair that I didn't think what he really meant was, and I'm like, he's a fictional character that I literally made up in my head, and I wrote well, those lines. Did so, you? but that was a real eye opener to me because I realised that to be written about, like, even if it's even if you don't, I don't know. I was thinking Can, about I mean, the the book we were reading, you know, the hot guy, which the we, hot guy, which is uh, this which, week's stupidly small podcast you. sponsor. But I was thinking that when I was reading this, is that when you know a writer. And you, particularly when you read sex scenes, if you know a writer and you're reading the sex scene, you mm. can't not think of the writer. Like it's, it's just it's how it is. Like I reckon. Is that right? I reckon. So I know some writers who I'm very good friends with who've written some quite steamy books. The hot guy is not what I'm thinking of in this instance, oh. but um, and steamy really like you know the whole book's about sex. That turgid manhood. Huh? I don't know. I think I read that in the Mills and Boone one. <laughs> Turgid manhood. I don't even know what it you means. You get to get that down to the doctors. Stuck, <laughs> it's stuck in my head, that, that actual phrase or wow. term. Wow. And uh, I, I should actually Google, <clears throat> Google, Google yeah. turgid manhood yeah. so I'm able to understand what I'm thinking about constantly. If, right. you, know, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Anytime someone says erotic fiction to me, yeah. I think turgid manhood. And I don't know what turgid manhood is and I don't read erotic fiction. <laughs> um, well, Sorry about that. The point is, I think that, you you know, this is the famous thing about how all um, r- like writing and writers get confused and readers and everyone get confused mm. with. And that's why like gonzo journalism is or versions of that are kind of controversial and I don't like that. I find it confusing when it's well, like... You writing about huh? a dinner party is gonzo. I mean, well, not really gonzo. No, it's it's not more gonzo. fiction. It's fiction. Because, like, have you ever hosted a, a dinner party? 
here we go. No, no, I'm asking. Yes. No, 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 I don't no, think that. Yes, I'm, I have, but not in a night proper grown-up way. Right. When I so was, you ordered pizzas and sat on no, the floor when and I was a, No, no. Remember how I... <laughs> Oh, no bongs. Sorry, Bill Clinton. <laughs> Never inhaled. Mm. Um, no, I uh, used to have dinner parties when I was in my 20s, but I, that was before like right, it, there was... Who's bringing the two-minute noodles? That was before there was any expectation that anyone could really cook anything really like amazing, next-level brilliant. Right. And I seem to have skipped that bit. Like there were people that I did that with who mm. we were all on the same team and then like, like I must have gone to... Theater, watched a bunch of theatre and movies for like Ran 10 years. And then I look over and everyone else has learnt how to like make a, you know. But you've become quite the baker. I can bake, but I found baking's like a sort lot of. easier. Yeah, it is. It's a it's lot It's just like easier. mixing um, stuff together and putting it yeah. in, the, in the oven. Yeah, it is. That's right. <laughs> it's not exactly. hard. Um, but no, the... The dinner party, you'd be surprised to learn, wasn't so much about the food choice on the menu. Your version of the play, the dinner party, would <laughs> starring would Matt be, Preston, yeah. <laughs> would be like um, Giles. What is this? What is on this bed of couscous? <laughs> you must take me through exactly how you made it. Remember it was just when the nineties dinner have, party? Yeah. <laughs> remember when you used to have. Um, a, a smoothie for breakfast every morning. I reckon about twice a week you told me what was in that smoothie. <laughs> well, because I care. I love this smoothie. Oh, it's so good. You know what? All you got to do, and then you'll just take me through this description. It was spinach, blueberries, oh, yogurt. Really and, have a nap now. Um, I think it may have been psyllium husk. I can't remember it the was four psyllium components. Husk. It was, it yeah. was psyllium husk? <laughs> it was. I felt light as a feather back in those days. It was uh, fantastic. Oh, dear. Laura Clark, we yes. have to get out of here. Yes. And, and I'd even get to the part where I, I had a dinner party uh, at my house, actually, here on Saturday. And uh, Can you tell just... us about it? Because I would like well, to know the menu in detail. <laughs> well, no, it was such a simple menu, but it, it worked. I can tell you the menu. It, it, because uh, we had some, some dear friends come down, Lou and Steve, mm-hmm. and, um, and, and their two, their two uh, offspring. Who, uh, owing to podcast rules, you can't name anyone under eighteen, as you know, Lauren Clark, <laughs> on a podcast. And um, no, we we just started off with uh, what I did. I went to and bought local wines. I thought, let's make it. Yeah, come God, in I regional Victoria. Clap. I love that clap. He always does that clap when he's talking about wine and uh, food. Well, everyone, uh, there was a clap. Was it? Oh, such a uh, j- just such a feral clap. Well, it's just adorable. Uh, if your hands were tied behind your back while you were talking about food, <laughs> you can still you hear be- the feral clap. Now, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so we had local wines and we, of course, start off with a, a local sparkling, which is nice. Are you really uh, going to take us through Lurupa. the whole menu? No, no, but no. Oh. So it was, it's only, it was only a three-courser anyway. So mm-hmm. um, I made up some lovely, I thought lovely, because it's, it's a hard dish to do. But we, as you know, uh, as everyone knows this time of year here in Australia, uh, especially in the southern states, pine mushrooms are everywhere. They're abundant. So we're all eating pine mushrooms. Am I right? And um. so... Um, <laughs> I suppose that's what's in the um, pizza that I ordered the other night. My other dear friend, <laughs> Funky yeah. Dunks, has been hitting his secret spot and dropping off lots of uh, pine mushrooms. So we ate all those, so I had to go to the local uh, provador to get some more. And uh, I just Monsieur Dunks. Doesn't he pick them? Yes. yes oh, it, amazing. Yes, but I had to how buy do people, some How time. do people have the time to pick mushrooms, honestly? Anyway, continue. Well, it's about priorities. Um, and... Um, so I made a, an olive gnocchi and just a... a, a uh, you are going to tell us the whole goddamn menu. No, I'm not. It's very quick. And with a bit of garlic butter and the pine mushroom sauce, which uh, shush, 
which was very nice. Uh, and the 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 knockies were quite light, uh, and I was very happy with how they came out because a tricky dish, as one would know. Uh, and then we went very simple for the main, Lauren Clark. Uh, just some uh, Brussels sprouts are now back in season. Oh, gross! So, uh, excuse me. Ugh, Brussels sprouts, you know how I feel about them. Some fried onion and bacon and Brussels sprouts with butter and olive oil, salt and pepper. You can't go wrong. Uh, I had a chicken, I made a chicken roulade. Uh, oh, filled, filled it with um, you just lemon rind, feta, garlic, and uh, chopped fresh oregano, of course. Top Honestly, it up and, I could uh, be folding washing right now. Made, uh, well, you could be. We go get some you washing. Um, and we made a lovely little gravy with that. Oh, and just for God's a, sake. A simple tiramisu for afters and a cheese board, of course, with a lovely uh, Pedro Zimenez. And uh, I, I must say, Lauren Clark. Oh, must you? Yeah. How does the world turn without uh, having the odd dinner party in one's life? We listen to music. You told me. Shattered. Oh, you yep. told me when I said, when I talked about dinner parties. You said, oh, dinner parties, like oh, I was some kind of, I don't know, like what's Andrew Peacock's wife's name? Susan Sankster? <laughs> Something I just, you have, you, when it comes to food, all of your attacks on me for being like. But your dinner parties don't involve food. But I don't have any dinner parties anymore. No. You're, I they, really don't. I, I don't. You should. One day I may. One day Good. those days may along? come again. Yeah, you'll be cooking at it. <laughs> <laughs> Will Obama be there? Lauren Clark, we have to get out of here. We How do. do people actually get in contact with either one of us to come to either one of our respective dinner parties? Uh, they can find us due on uh, Stupidly Big. We're stupidlybig.com, Stupidly Big on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and iTunes where you can give us a rating and a review. Thank you to people who have been doing that. You're absolutely our favourites. And if you're a new listener, do come and get in touch in one of those media. Um, it's Always good to hear from you and how you found out about us. What's too Farrell? Oh, just media. Reminded me, I'm uh, going to be appearing, as I did on Monday night, appearing on Old Media this evening here in Melbourne, Australia, Ooh. to help uh, local. There's a little local community radio station, Melbourne's most beloved uh, community radio station, PBS FM. They're having their festival at the moment, aren't they? Uh, they're having a festival where they raise money to uh, continue the great work that they do. They, they're all about the music and supporting uh, local and overseas artists, and they're very important to the fabric culture. Uh, albeit, they're old media, but... We're throwing them a bone, are we? We're throwing them a bone. And there are some little pockets of old media uh, that are still relevant and important, and PBS is one of them. So uh, I'll be... For some reason, I'm going in there to talk about on there. Like, the guy who hates radio is in there to spruce, 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 and uh, talk about how much he loves it just for just for a little while tonight. Very nice. Can, what time? Do you know what time you're on? Uh, the show's on between five and seven, so I'll uh, fall. You'll in, be on between. Oh, you'll be on between five and seven, knowing you. I'll be on. I'll be on between <laughs> five to ten, five fifteen, and, and then wandering around Melbourne looking uh, looking for travel. Yeah. Come say hi. All right. Yeah. Stu Farrell, uh, we'll all look forward to that. Can you chuck something up on social media if you remember? Mm-hmm. Uh, and otherwise, we'll see you either away, tomorrow or the next day. Radio. But we're not making promises. Remember, this week is the week of no promises. Oh, no, Stu Farrell. Promise. I'm making a promise right now. No, please don't. But you always do this. I will see you at some juncture, and we're just going to have to see when that is. Thank you very much for existing. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.